live with careers in the cloud. Mao, we're live. We're in the studio. Finally. It's not virtual. You're in Barcelona. I know. I know. I know. Feels good, man. I way. never, I'll be honest, I didn't think that we'd ever do something like this in person. I thought it would always be virtual. What a way to kick 2023 off, right? Like we're, we're taking it to the next level. When MA and, and Kate and our CEO David said they were going to invest, we didn't think it would be this big. But here we are. We're in Barcelona, Mao throughout all the way from Toronto. And I think it was worth it because we've got a great guest. I actually met this guy four and a half years ago. He was probably the first person I ever met when I first landed in Barcelona. He's been in Salesforce over 15 years, Salesforce manager, delivering some of the most complex integrations and implementations right now. If you don't know him, you're about to know him. And if you're in Barcelona, you probably have seen him leading some of the biggest user groups to take place here in BCN. It is our pleasure to introduce the man, the myth, the legend, David Sanchez. Wow. Vamos. Wow. What a big introduction. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, Good luck following that, you, you deserve Thank it. you, Mike, you for, deserve it. for having me. It's been, it's been a pleasure to keep contact with you and, and, and doing this uh, amazing podcast, uh, the first one in 2023. It's been a long time, so, David. Yeah. It's been a long it's time. Awesome. Too. Yeah. I'll, so I'll, let Mal, I'll let Mao open the carver and, 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 and we can start drinking. That, but That's the best way. But for those that don't know you, David, and, and if you don't, in Salesforce, I don't know where you've been, but in Spain, you've yeah. you've done a lot, right? You've contributed to the ecosystem in so many ways. Give it, give us a quick intro as as you sip that carver and and well deserved uh, sip Good. on who you are. Just a quick intro on for the people watching. If they don't know David Sanchez, what are you willing to share Thir with the world out there? Thirty seconds introduction. Let's go. So uh, I've been in the CRM ecosystem, Salesforce mainly for the last uh, fifteen years. I am a Salesforce platform manager. Uh, I'm working for an end client uh, in Barcelona. So mainly I'm managing a team that is building, designing, building, and implementing solutions on the Salesforce platform. So I uh, live and, and breathe every day Salesforce uh, technology. So I'm trying to help my users, the processes in my company, to uh, uh, try to process all the data that we are receiving in the best way that we can do so we can get the value that Salesforce is uh, expecting us to, to get. So basically just kicking Salesforce butt out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One project at a time. I think, I think, look, you know, you've worked on the partner side and now more on the client side. I suppose a question for, for me and Mao and, and obviously some of the audience as well, right? People who have worked for SIs and are now thinking of crossing over to end clients or vice versa. What would you say are the pros and cons? Like mm -hmm. overall, when you compare partners and clients, what has your experience been so far? And, and be honest. I will be honest. 100%. Always. Especially after that glass of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> or two glasses. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Every person is different and every context and every moment is different, right? I can explain and relate my own my own story. So I started in 2008. I've been in the consulting business, Salesforce and CRM consulting business for 12 years specifically, and then the last three uh, in the in the in an end client um, scenario, right? So pros and cons. I can tell you, in the past, it was maybe tougher to be part of a consulting business because you were supposed to travel. Yep. You were exposed to technology only through the projects. So uh, there were uh, you couldn't access Trailhead, for example, right? So when I started, everything was more uh, self-taught. You need to learn from the senior 
the mm. senior guy that you have in, mm -hmm. in your team, right? Um, to be excellent men, to uh, spend long hours in the project. So try to dedicate a lot of time to learning those, those technologies. Today is different. We have Trailhead. We have, because of COVID and the pandemic, we have a nomad life. We have people traveling oh, yeah. around the world, uh, trying to uh, live the life that they want to live, and at the same time, earn money doing yeah. what they prefer to do, which is Salesforce. More of a balance, right? right? So that was not the scenario that I had in, in the past. So I was living in the consulting business, right? Learning uh, and improving my, myself in order to get the exposure uh, in the ecosystem uh, uh, with the different projects, right? And today we've got a better balance, right? Uh, life, work, balance is better in yeah. a consulting business 100%. because they know that they need to uh, enrich not only from a professional perspective, but also from a personal perspective, the the company and the and the teams, right? Otherwise, 100%. young people will leave the projects very early. Mm -hmm. They will spend months or a year or two years, but when you have a new offer, you have uh, a new uh, appealing project, they will leave. Mm -hmm. So as a consulting business, they are now uh, working in improving this balance. I stand by, it's the best place to start, no? Yeah. Wouldn't you it say? Is. Like compared to anything else, like you get the most exposure to different things, you're forced to self-learn. It is. More clouds, right? More yeah. exposure, different kind of projects. Yeah. You have boutique partners, right? In, in the past, maybe partners were different, larger partners, very few, small ones. But now, uh, maybe I think my, my opinion, right? Uh, large, um, large partners are not increasing the number of people that they are hiring because they are optimizing the teams mm -hmm. yeah. and they are building center of excellence around the teams that they have yes. so they can uh, work with the clients to build applications and build solutions instead of selling services, which was the old way of doing things. Right. Now they are collaborating with the client. It's supposed to be more those. scalable, no? Correct. Right, yeah. Correct. That makes a lot of sense. And at the same time, we have a small partners, which are basically boutiques. A boutique is a small uh, partner. A small, I mean 50, 70, 100 people in the team, right? And they are focusing on uh, industries. They are getting exposure on uh, really special clouds, right? Like financial services and insurance, like revenue cloud, like velocity. Yeah. And this specialization is what is making those boutique partners gain new clients. Mm -hmm. Because as a client, and I'm a client now, I'm going to talk as a client, <laughs> I do prefer to have a partner with a lot of specialization. I can imagine Dave, David being ruthless. He's like, no, <laughs> not using you guys, not using you guys. Because you've been on the other because side. Because you right? know the tricks. So you understand like the sales side of it because yeah. you were involved in all areas. You, you know the tricks. Of course, you need to find a way. What are the tricks? Yeah, that's a them. good question, actually. Give, it, give, us, give us at least two, cannot, two insights of when you did I a cannot disclose all of them. No trade secrets. I yeah. cannot disclose all of them, but there are tricks because as a consulting business, you need to make money. And you need to find a way to have your people billable in the projects. Is it, is it hard when people aren't billable and you've got that pressure of people yeah. being on the bench? A lot, lot of pressure, yeah. How do you overcome that? You need to try to put the right people in the right project so they can deliver the value. Because if you're putting the wrong people in the wrong project, uh, that's not working. Mm. And then the people that 
that it's in the bench, you need to train them and you need to be aware of these people that is going to be on the bench for a month or yeah. two months. So s since the very beginning of the bench period, they are learning, right? right? Otherwise, uh, oops, it's too late. How long um, do you give it? Be, like, it? It may depend partner to partner, but uh -huh. how long would you give it that someone's on the bench before you're like, see you later, buddy? <laughs> it's over. If the person is really good, uh, you cannot let this person go. You need it's it's your problem as a consulting business to yeah. find the best project for this person. Sometimes you need to build uh, tools, right? Because this person is in the bench, they have knowledge, and it's good that uh, you dedicate their time to design new tools, design new process that they are going to help you yeah. in the new projects that that are coming. Mm -hmm. But if it's a good professional, if they are committed to your company, if they are committed to the sales product, and you can learn that by seeing the passion in their eyes. If you're True. talking to someone in an interview and you see, okay, this person is passionate about Salesforce data processes around those applications, that's a person to keep. Is there a lot of that though, like growing talent that way? Like what's the landscape of the Spanish ecosystem exactly? Like I spent some time in it. Like that's right. We met at a base camp like yeah. three, almost four years ago probably, but I spent most of my time so is Hemi, like in other markets, even though we both lived here, right? <laughs> what, what's the landscape exactly regarding talent, technologies? Is it more, I don't know, perm-friendly, contract-friendly? Like, what's the state of everything now? And maybe even compared to what it used to be when you started out here. Yeah, and compared to uh, before pandemic and after pandemic. Because this this, is change, this, yeah. this has changed a lot. The TSN turning point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the past, before the pandemic, maybe it was more a perm basis contract. Mm -hmm. As a professional, you had options. Maybe you received uh, different requests uh, from recruiters uh, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. It's been accelerating uh, more and more since, since COVID, right? Mm -hmm. And because of COVID, nomad life, freelancers, part-time, it's more the norm than the exception. Now? Now. So more freelancers. More freelancers. So when you say freelancers. More part-time. So people doing mm. multiple projects. Correct. But boss, but Spain, like the, the question I get from, and I think Mao gets it, is Spain's still a bit adverse to contractors and, and entrepreneurs. I was just going to ask, are they be. running as like autonomous or like how, what's the... Yeah, autonomous is like, the fiscal right. figure for that. Right. In the past, maybe people were not eager to do that because you were easily contracted on a permanent basis. Right. So why should I go with yeah, the yeah, yeah. freelancer path, right? Makes and sense. I need to pay my own taxes, etc. It was not right. easy. And maybe Spain was not the easiest country in regards to freelancing. Right. But this has been changing and COVID has helped on well, that. So even government's been changing, yeah. like the way that... It all works. You have process -wise. you have less processes, le less stack, uh, less oh, papers. Okay. So new new less laws are coming in, right, David? Sure. Like from what I, from what I know, I could be wrong. I, I do read the Barcelona Times, but my yeah. Spanish is still coming along. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> un poquito. Uh, it is changing. Like they are bringing out new taxations. From what I hear, like there's things that are going on right now. Where yeah, they're, they're trying they're, to reduce the taxes. Right for freelancers, so it's easier. The barrier is lower now than right. in the past. Right. So if you're combining this with the ecosystem, Salesforce ecosystem, tech yeah, ecosystem, yeah. it's a good moment for having a normal life, uh, a freelancing lifestyle. Because right? we get asked that a lot, man. Like me and Mao work global markets, right? So like UK, 
and North America used to be the the holy grail. Like I want to move to the UK, yeah. but don't have to mention what's going on in England right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and but, you know, but is Spain now like if if someone came to to you or or like they had a conversation with me and Mao and said, "What's it like to live and be in Salesforce in Barcelona, in in particular? Because this is where you've been uh -huh. for most of your career." What would your advice be? Would you advise people to come to this ecosystem? Is it a good place if you're in Salesforce and tech it is. to set up? It is. Salesforce, I can give you some, some figures. Salesforce, as a, as a vendor, they have increased the footprint in Spain for the last five, seven years to 700 people in Spain. Salesforce, the vector. So even after everything that just went down, like over the past couple, like couple months, correct, still looking good. Of in course, Spain. there is a yeah, yeah, yeah. period of layoffs, specific cetera, areas, but, right? Yeah, Spain is one of the fastest countries in growing ecosystems in in, in Europe, right? For for Salesforce, so in, Salesforce is investing a lot in in Spain. Because of that, there are 100 partners in Spain. Really? Yeah. That's a lot for, yeah. for just Spain on its own. More or less five of them are global partners. 20 of them are medium-sized partners. It means more than 50, 50 to 200 employees. Uh, then you have the small uh, partners, right? Uh, up to 50 uh, yeah. more or less uh, people. And then uh, a growing uh, and more advancing segment of freelancers. Okay. Yeah. So it's becoming... In terms of growth, you, you've seen the growth over the last seven, eight years. Correct. And, and in terms of Salesforce's footprint, there's more companies that are adopting Salesforce. Because I was speaking to someone who we mutually know who's been in a, a practice director for many years. I won't mm -hmm. name the name, but I think we both know him. Uh, he was saying that especially in industries like energy, utilities, you know, you're seeing a lot of growth. So do you see that as well? Like, yeah. Is there industries within Spain right now, if you work in Salesforce, that you see growth in? Yeah, they're growing because companies, large companies, they have invested for years in Salesforce. Yeah. And now in Spain, remember that the United States is always 15 years ahead of Spain. Sure. <laughs> UK is 10 years ahead yeah. of Spain. Now in Spain, we are living what, what you live in 10 or 10 years back, right? Yeah. So now we have more freelancers and now we have a lot of investment of large companies and medium and small companies in, in Salesforce. Manana, manana, right? What about the, the tech gaps? So if you look at areas, if someone was looking to move here mm -hmm. or if someone was looking to start out what their, you know, like their career here in Spain, mm -hmm. what areas of technology are lacking the most? Yeah, I would say that Industries is the main focus for Salesforce, right? Okay. So remember, sales and service is the bread and butter right now. So it, it, there's no value or the big value is not in the sales and sure. service cloud yeah. ecosystem. That's the bread and butter, is the foundation. Baseline. Correct. In the past, it was, of course, the main one, right? Mm. But now we have marketing cloud, we have commerce cloud, we have integrations with Mulesoft, we have Slack, we have different clouds. It's not just the basic Salesforce sales and acquiring service, right? a lot of companies. They need to get the value from them. Mm. So for that reason, specialization, right, is very important. So if we can combine someone with a specialization uh, from the business perspective, right, yeah. with the technology, Salesforce, then yeah. you can find a way to grow your career. And, and you know what? I was going to ask you on that, David. Given the recent news, you know, let's not beat around the bush. Let, let's address it as it is because this comes out at a time where last week and just over the last few days, many have lost their jobs across EMEA, even Spain. If someone was watching this and, and they're now hesitant to get in Salesforce, 
from your expertise and advice, again, there's only so much that you can see as well. What would your advice be to them if they were listening to this and they're like, mm. actually, you know what? Salesforce doesn't look like a stable ecosystem. Why would I want to come to Spain? Is there anything that you see leading user groups, being involved with the ecosystem and the community that tells you different, that actually the ecosystem in Spain is strong? Yeah, yeah the ecosystem, uh, yeah, you're, we are suffering, right? Uh, those layoff, uh, layoffs, and, and of course, people involved in those layoffs are um, going through a tough time. Uh, what we need to see is the the short, not the short term only, but the medium or or, or large term for for that or long term for that, right? So if we are investing in our career, we need to think about the knowledge that we need to acquire to get the best uh, projects and the best uh, positions that we can get in the Salesforce ecosystem. Other ecosystems like uh, Google, Amazon. Microsoft, they are uh, suffering the same, right? Because yeah. technology, the technology um, area or arena was growing for years. A lot of uh, job positions were uh, published, the salaries were growing. Mm. Uh, it seemed like nothing was ending, right? And, <laughs> and, and, it was going too far. Yeah. But, but that's where people get confused. It's not just Salesforce. It's Correct. tech as a whole, right? Correct. It's, Correct. And especially the big And after companies. COVID and pandemic, we discovered that, okay, it was nice to get your delivery at home, right, through an application. Like Global. Like Global or any other uh, company. But, yeah, of course, you discovered that uh, sometimes the projects are not delivering the value that you, that you need to deliver. Mm. And when a client is investing in Salesforce technology, uh, they expect the value. And we need to train people for that. It is expensive. It is expensive. I mean, compared to other solutions out there. It is expensive, honest. but you need to get the value. It's much more expensive if you don't get the value. Do you think, right, working on the SA side, and Mal can back this up because he works with Salesforce as well, like I do in EMEA, do you think that a lot of the clients don't actually understand what they're getting or uh, what the product does? Yeah. Or they're not using it Every the day. way that the product should be used? Because you must have seen that. Every day. How do you combat that? Like, how do you get over like someone yeah. spending millions and not utilizing the product first for thing, what it should be? First useful? thing is an investment that you need to make uh, in the long run, right? So you cannot think of Salesforce as a database. If you're thinking of Salesforce just as a database, it's really expensive. But Salesforce is more than that. So you need to find a way to connect your data and your processes in the different clouds. And that's when you get the value, and that's when you get the best uh, discounts and offers from Salesforce the vendor. Mm -hmm. It's better for them you to use different clouds than one single cloud. Got you. You're not a good client if you're just using Salesforce. All right. They don't want you. Right. <laughs> I think they're trying to change that, but again, it takes a it takes a while to probably yeah. change. Like, and you need someone internally. Like that. Yeah, what I discover sure. is it's much worse. This scenario is much. Yeah. Words when you don't have someone internally who's leading this conversation, right? Now you say that as an internal guy. When he was on the other side, he was like, take it all. Oh, you want CPQ and billing? Here's trick number one. That's trick number one. You need someone inside. Correct. Again, like now, you know, in terms of your career, you've done so much. You're now, you know, a manager that's leading teams, implementations. What's the next step for David? Where, where, where are people going to see next, next step is to learn more and more about the technology. What I discovered from my jump from the consulting business to the end client is 
that you're maybe getting less exposure to different clouds, right? Yeah. Because when you're in the consulting business, you're locked in with the yeah, right? whatever they decide you're to buy. In, but you have better understanding and knowledge of the technology, and you can go deeper mm. in the technology. Do you think you'll so, ever get bored, though, David? Do you think it will ever get to a point where no, you're like, I miss no. being every, on that side? Every day I learn something new. So it's not BAU, every, right? You're, every you're, you're constantly driving change yeah, and, and they're investing correct. in the technology, yeah. which which helps. Yeah. I have more than 600 batches in, in Trailhead, so I am always eager to learn more and more because Salesforce is pushing that every release. So if you're... Are you, if you're responsible responsible of your platform, right? And I feel as a client, I feel that Salesforce is my baby. My mm -hmm. Oracle is my baby. I need to take care of my baby. Mm -hmm. So every four months, I have new releases, new features to activate. To keep upskilling. So and it's I the need learning to, that keeps I you excited, to right? Reskill and upskill myself. Definitely, definitely. The, I was going to say because you've always been a guy who's been into like training people, right? Like since probably we've met, you've always been that involved with the user groups and whatnot. Like, what do you think is, I guess, missing in the ecosystem right now in regards to getting people upskilled to where yeah. they need to be, not just Trailhead, but in general? Yeah. For the last few years, I think it's been unbalanced, right? A lot of companies are looking for people because they are investing in Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Okay, I need a guy to implement Salesforce. Sure. Consulting business or, or internal guys. And at the same time, we have a lot of people trying to get in. Right, juniors or people from other industries trying to jump into the self ecosystem. The hype so okay, a <laughs> lot of people in both sides. How can we match them? Mm. Right. So there are initiatives like Supermoms, right? Yeah, uh, with Heather, it's really good. Or uh, there are Montreal Associates. <laughs> good. <laughs> so <laughs> Refugee Force right now, Blue Road Academy with uh, Gaspar. They are doing great. Oh, he's killing it. Yeah, they had a, they had a spot at uh, Dreamforce, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, there was like a big uh, a big. And they're growing. We spoke to Jasper just when he was starting, and Refugee Force yeah. was still very new into the market. And they are doing great. But things. this this promo was next level. Yeah, like I was there, like I was watching it uh, when they played it, like on the big screen, like it, it looked incredible. It is. Yeah, it is really. So they are doing great jobs, and they are going to a specific segment of people, right? Right. But we have a lot of other segments, right? People trying to get in. I'm contacted. I'm sure you're also contacted on a daily basis. You must basis. get a lot of messages from yeah. people seeing your profile and, Correct. and given or what you've done. Because I'm the leader of Too the famous. Barcelona group, right? They're contacting me. Hey, I'm looking for. <laughs> Do you ever get stops on the streets, David? <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wears the hoodie on purpose as well. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to identify myself. <laughs> they're looking for a job. <laughs> so they are reaching me, and okay, I, I can help you. But uh, every situation is different, right? Every person is different. So I think there is a, a gap between uh, those two uh, packets of people and, and, and requirements, right? So one of the things that I think it's uh, good that we have in the future is uh, more hands-on bootcamps. Uh, as of today, large companies are investing in their own people yeah. to go to a bootcamp. Big time. And it's Big paid time. by the corporation, by the company. But it's an investment. It's an investment they'll get, they'll get the for their own investment. people. Exactly. But what if you're not investing in your own people? You're investing in people outside your company and you're getting the best of them and you're hiring them. And right? you're getting the talent because and let's be honest. you're getting the talent Even though there's ahead more of people time. coming into the ecosystem, there's still a lack of talent in the specialist areas Correct. that you've just touched upon. So if you look at MuleSoft, SFI, you know, even industry, there's still a lack of talent, right? So yeah. if anyone's watching this, there's still demand, but you have to be smarter. It's not just about... I want to get into Salesforce. Let me just upskill and do a bit of trailhead. It's about. It's now about 
being wiser on the projects you work, the industries that you deliver, you know, and the partners that you work for, right? Mm. Because there's more partners. The, the one thing that we like to end it with, David, is getting to know the man behind the cape or behind the hoodie and the carver, as, as we'd see now. For those that are watching, you know, when you when you want to de-stress, this is a quick fire round. Mal can add some questions because I think the people want to get to know you as a person. Right? Yeah. Because, you know, I know you're passionate about Salesforce and it's nonstop. I'm passionate I can, about I can imagine. Love exactly. things. <laughs> exactly. Share it with us. I mean, yeah. when you're not working in Salesforce in Barcelona. My wife and myself, we dance salsa, for example. No we didn't way. expect that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> Do you think salsa. you and Mal can show me we play else? We play golf, right? Pitch and pad, which is a kind of a small... Uh, Do you play paddle, golf. by the way? Paddle, yeah, you play paddle. You you'll be an avid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm trying to uh, distress myself and trying to do things that are not connected to a lot. Do you find it hard to switch off? Because in tech, no. So it's like when no. it, when it hit. Now you're working because I learned because I learned I learned that I need to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Otherwise, you're always stuck and connected. That's a healthy way, though. Available. But for a partner, it must have been harder because of the hours before COVID, like having to travel, yes. you know, the expectations, that was the billables. That, that's a different pressure, that different. right? That's a different kind of mindset. Whereas with an end client, I can imagine yeah. the work-life balance is a little bit easier. And I can do multitasking. I really uh, multitasking. break the stereotype but, for, for us men then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to, right, because of the project. But I learned to focus when I'm working and working, when sure, I'm outside of the office and I work from home. So I need to focus every day. Every day, yeah. On on that subject, let's end it with this if we can. <coughs> so many companies are now bringing people back to the office uh -huh. after COVID's hit, and we've worked remote for over two plus years, and now many are being commanded. We're talking huge organizations to even the smaller SMEs. What would your message be to them? Because remote working has proven for many cases that people are more productive. They end up having more of a work-life balance. It has significant improvements on mental health, yet we're being pushed back into these offices after people have experienced the other side. What would your message be on that? What would your my message experience is, be? The, my experience, my message is it works. If you're working from home and you can keep your hours, you're not overworking, uh, you need to rest when you need to rest, you need to uh, go outside with your family, etc. You don't need to suffer the stress of being um, working remotely. Some people is uh, sometimes uh, not uh, being able to uh, get it right, right? Because they are not, they don't have the habits for that. Yeah. And you need to get the habits for remote work. What helps you be productive when you're working remote? I get up early. <laughs> get up early. I'm doing some exercise. I'm getting my my breakfast and I'm starting at nine sharp, not later, not so you before treat that. It like you're in the office. Correct, correct. Because then you're focused. You disconnect any other distractions. You're focused on on the job. I am stopping at two, starting back at three. So you need really conscious it's about it. Otherwise, it's really easy. To get out of control. Let the day just get take over, right? <laughs> you're starting nothing. at seven in the morning. You're getting late, and uh, yeah. So you need to at least for me it works because uh, because of the kind of job that I'm doing, right? I'm doing I'm managing a team, but also designing, building, configuring things. So you're still so hands I, on, I'm, and then you've got the I'm other side. I'm fully hands on. So I need to focus on that. Otherwise, uh, you cannot be productive. Mm. So I'm, I'm I'm I feel I'm very productive right now. 
So I will keep my remote work because my company. And, and is, you manage a team, which is interesting because yeah, you and Mao manage teams. My team remote. is my team and, is not and, in Barcelona. And, so <laughs> so and again, then you still work remote. <laughs> Why should I go to the office if my team is not in Barcelona? Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. But for those not uh, watching and, and they are in Barcelona or they're looking to come here, tell us about the user group just to wrap it up, David. Correct. Like, where can they see you next? Where are you going to be? Obviously, you're you're one of the celebrities on LinkedIn, especially within Spain. People know who you are, but in terms of your user group, where can they find you? How can people get a hold of you? I know you've got a backlog right now. It's probably thousands messaging you <laughs> every day. You can go to the Trailblazer community, search for Barcelona Administrator Group. The next event is on February the 22nd. February right? the 22nd. So two, three weeks. Find me back out. No. <laughs> and we have Dream Olay, by the way. Do you know what's Dream Olay? Yes, I was, I was with them. Uh, it's happening North, in March 31st. North Africa Dreaming, yeah. I was and I will them. present it. I will be a You're speaker. You're going to be presenting that. I will be presenting Now we got to do Dream Olay. So like, I've heard me about out here. The, af the after party. <laughs> He's going for the after party, not for the presentation. The uh, after party after Dream Olay is just a two-day... You have to go. Yeah, Dream Olay is the, do it. the what best you, What are you speaking on? Can you share? I will, yeah, no, surprise? no, it's public, yeah. I will be explaining my seven lessons learned when I was implementing CPQ and billing. Oh, nice. So Revenue Cloud. Huge, Huge product right now. Huge it's, product. It's a nice product, but you need to know the tricks. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> nice, man. What a way, what a way. So I guess the next time we're going to meet is Dream Olay. Carver's awesome. going to be on David, <laughs> if, he, if, if he remembers at that point. But David, look, honestly, amazing to have you on after, after years of first meeting you, seeing your growth, giving the wisdom, the advice that you've given. And man, keep it up, man. Keep representing Barcelona, Spain. And uh, for the next time at Dream Thank Olay. you for having me. Gracias, amigo. Uh, a vosotros. <laughs>